Chapter Thirteen of A Coin of Edward the Seventh. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Coin of Edward the Seventh by Fergus Hume. Chapter Thirteen Mrs. Benker Reappears. The more Giles thought about Franklin, the more he was certain that he was the man for whom search was being made. To be sure, there was no distinguishing mark of identification. The evidence that he was one and the same amounted to the facts that he had large black eyes, and that his height and figure resembled the so-called Wilson. Moreover, although other people in the village had seen the clerk, no one but Giles seemed to recognize him. In fact, this recognition was rather due to an instinct than to any tangible reason but in his own mind he was convinced he recalled how the man had suddenly removed his scarf as though he were stifling on that night he remembered the wan face the dark anxious face and the rough red beard and hair to be sure franklin was dark-haired and sallow in complexion also he was clean-shaved and even when not according to mrs perry had worn a full black beard but the red hair and whiskers might have been assumed as a disguise giles did know very well how to verify his suspicions then he determined to confide in morley steele had told him that the proprietor of the elms was an ex-detective and giles thought that for the sake of avenging daisy's death he might be induced to take up his old trade with this idea he called at the elms morley was delighted to see him and welcomed him in the most cheerful manner he and giles were always good friends and the only subject of contention between them was the question of anne's guilt morley still believed that the governess had committed the crime and asked after her at the outset of the interview have you found her he asked just as mrs perry had done giles knew quite well of whom he was speaking no i have not he answered and if i had i certainly should not tell you as you please replied the little man complacently you will never see the truth it is not the truth but see here morley what is the use of our discussing this matter you believe miss denham to be guilty i am certain that she is innocent let the difference between us rest there still if i could prove the innocence of miss denham i should be more than delighted responded morley quickly and would make all the amends in my power for my unjust suspicions but you have first to prove them unjust believe me ware i admired miss denham as much as my wife did and thought much of her i defended her from poor daisy's aspersions and would have stood her friend all through but for this last act of hers well well don't get angry i am willing to be shown that i am wrong show me giles reflected for a moment then went straight to the point i have been with steele he said abruptly and he tells me that you have been in the detective line yourself morley nodded quite so he answered although i asked steele to say nothing about it i am a private gentleman now and i don't want my former occupation to be known in rickwell a prejudice exists against detectives where people don't like them because every one has something to conceal and with a trained man he or she is afraid lest some secret sin should come to light 
it may be so although that is rather a cynical way of looking at the matter but you are really joe bart yes and quite at your service only keep this quiet certainly i quite appreciate your reasons for wanting the matter kept quiet but see here morley i shall call you so it will be better replied the ex-detective cheerfully and i have a sort of right to the name it was my mother's very good then as morley why should you not exercise your old skill and help me to find out who killed daisy i should be delighted and what skill remains to me is at your service but i am rusty now and cannot follow a trail with my old persistence or talent besides my mind is made up as to the guilt yes yes interposed giles hastily you think so but i don't agree with you now listen to what i have to tell you and i am sure you will think that it was the man who killed daisy but he had no motive yes he had i'll tell it to you concisely morley looked surprised at giles insistence but nodded without a word and waited for an explanation giles related all that he had learned about wilson and how steele had connected him with the supposed clerk who had served the summons on morley then he proceeded to detail steele's belief that the so-called wilson was a burglar and mentioned the fact of the yacht with a strange name morley listened in silence but interrupted the recital with a laugh when the scarlet cross was mentioned in connection with the robbery at lady summersdale's house steele has found a mare's nest this time he said coolly he knew better than to come to me with such a cock-and-bull story although he has imposed very successfully on you and on that hungarian princess you talk of i had the summersdale's case in hand i know steele said that you carried it through successfully morley demurred i don't know if you can say that i was successful where it was not one of my lucky cases i certainly got back the jewels i found them in their london hiding-place but i did not catch one of the thieves they all bolted in the red cross yacht oh that's all rubbish said morley frankly there were a great many yachts at bexley on that occasion i don't remember one called the red cross and even if one of that name was there it does not say that it is the same that was off gravesend the other day six months ago corrected giles gravely but how do you account for the fact that wherever that yacht has been burglaries have taken place i can't account for it and steele has yet to prove that there is any connection between the yacht and the robberies he thinks it a kind of pirate ship evidently not a bad idea though added morley musingly the goods could be removed easily without suspicion on board a good-looking yacht and that is what has been done it wasn't in the matter of lady summersdale's jewels retorted the ex-detective i found those in london and have reason to believe that they were taken there by train besides there was no connection between the yacht and that robbery steele said that a scarlet cross was found in the safe and-and interrupted morley there you have the long arm of coincidence where that cross belonged to lady summersdale and was one of the trinkets left behind if you want proof on this point you have only to ask lady 
no i forgot she is dead however i dare say her son or daughter will be able to prove that the cross was hers giles was much disappointed by this explanation which seemed clear enough and if any one should know the truth it would be the man who had taken charge of the case failing on this point giles shifted his ground well morley he said i am not very anxious to prove this man wilson a burglar he is a murderer i am sure and the greater crime swallows up the lesser that sounds law said morley lighting a cigar well ware i don't see how i can help you this man wilson whether he is innocent or guilty has vanished and moreover his connection if any with the summersdale robbery of ten years ago won't prove him guilty of my poor ward's death i only mentioned that to show his connection with the yacht at gravesend but as to this wilson i know where he is morley wheeled round with an eager light in his eyes the devil you do where is he at the priory is this a joke cried morley angrily if so it is a very poor one where the man who lives at the priory is my friend franklin he is also the man who was in the church on new year's eve the man who killed daisy as i truly believe giles went on to state what his reasons were for this belief all at once morley started to his feet ah i know now why something about him seems so familiar to me what a fool i am i believe you are right ware what that he is this man wilson i don't know what his former name was replied morley with a shrug but now you mention it i fancy he is the man who served the summons on me you ought to know said ware dryly you saw him in this room and in a good light true enough ware but all the time he kept his collar up and that white scarf round his throat his chin was quite buried in it and then he had a rough red wig shall we say and a red beard i didn't trouble to ask him to make himself comfortable all i wanted was to get him out of the way but i remember his black eyes franklin has eyes like that and sometimes i catch myself wondering where i have seen him before he tells me he has lived in florence these six years and more i fancied that when i was a detective i might have seen him but he insisted that he had not been to london for years and years he originally came from the states and i was once a detective good lord how i have lost my old cleverness but to be sure i have been idle these ten years then you think franklin is this man i think so but of course i can't be sure naturally he will deny that he is and i can't prove the matter myself but i tell you what ware said morley suddenly get that woman wilson lodged with down and see if she will recognize franklin as her former lodger she if any one will know him and perhaps throw him off his guard ware rose a very good idea he said i'll write to her at once i am certain this is the man especially as he has inherited daisy's money he killed her in order to get the fortune and that was why he kept asking asher's office-boy about money left to people ah 
morley looked thoughtful so that was the motive you think i am sure of it and a quite strong enough motive for many people said ware grimly if mrs benker can verify this man i'll have him arrested he will have to explain why he came here instead of the office boy and why he fled on that night yes yes cried morley excitedly and he might perhaps explain why the governess helped him to escape ah giles face fell so he might but if he dares to inculpate her in this crime where said morley laying his hand on the young man's shoulder if i were you i should do nothing rash every one thinks that miss denham is guilty if this franklin is the man who fled with her he will accuse her to save himself certainly there is the motive of the money but that might be explained away i don't see how it can nor i still there is always the chance again he may take alarm always presuming he is the man and fly i tell you what ware you bring mrs benker down and take her into the grounds of the priory i will arrange that franklin without suspecting her or us shall meet her accidentally at some place where we can hide then we can overhear if he is the man or not he'll deny that he is why should he there is nothing so far as he knows that mrs benker can lay hold of if he is the man he will admit his identity if not he will explain who he is whereas if we show ourselves and show that we suspect him he will be on his guard nowhere better let the woman meet him by chance it's a good plan replied giles shaking hands heartily with morley i am delighted that you should cooperate with me we will yet prove that anne is innocent i hope so cried his host slapping giles on the back off with you ware do your part i'll attend to franklin but say no word of our plan to any one upon my word cried he jubilantly i feel just as though i were in the profession again and thus laughing and joking he sent his visitor away in the best of spirits delighted that he had some one to help him giles lost no time in performing his part of the business he sent a letter to mrs benker asking her to come down for a couple of days it was his intention to invite alexander also as the boy would also be useful in identifying franklin as his mother's former lodger but since leaving ashers alexander had been taken up by steele who saw in him the makings of a good detective if alexander learned anything he would certainly tell his master and then steele would come down to interfere ware did not want him to meddle with the matter at present he wished to be sure of his ground first and then would ask the assistance of the detective to have franklin arrested of course he had every confidence in steele but for the above reason he determined to keep his present action quiet also steele was on the south coast hunting for evidence concerning the red cross yacht and would not be pleased at being taken away to follow what might prove to be a false trail ware therefore said nothing to mrs benker about what he desired to see her but simply asked her to come down on a visit there was a prospect of his having another visitor and one he did not much wish to meet this was the princess caraxay 
several times he had called to see her but she had always put off her promised explanation on some plea or another instead of attending strictly to the business which had brought them together she made herself agreeable to giles too agreeable he thought for he had by this time got it into his head that olga Karakzai was in love with him he was not a vain young man and tried to think that her attentions were merely friendly but she was so persistent in her invitations and in the slang phrase made such running with him that he grew rather nervous of her attentions several times she had proposed to come on a visit to rickwell but hitherto he had always managed to put her off but her letters were becoming very imperative and he foresaw trouble it was quite a relief to giles when the post arrived without a letter from this too persistent and too charming lady however she did not trouble him on this especial occasion and he was thus enabled to give all his time to mrs Menker. the good lady duly arrived looking more severe than ever and with several new tales about the iniquities of alexander she expressed herself greatly obliged to giles for giving her a day in the country and got on very well with the old housekeeper but when ware told her his reason for asking her mrs Menker grew rather nervous as she did not think how she could support an interview and also she wanted to know what the interview was for to some extent giles had to take her into his confidence but he suppressed the fact that he suspected franklin of the crime he merely stated that steele who had introduced giles to mrs Benker, had reason to believe that the so-called wilson was wanted by the police all that mrs Benker had to do was to see if franklin was really her former lodger after much talk and many objections she consented to do what was wanted this was to wander in the park of the priory and meet franklin accidentally near a ruined summer-house near what was known as the fish-ponds morley had arranged that franklin should meet him there and was to be late so as to afford mrs Benker an opportunity of speaking to the man morley and ware concealed themselves in the summer-house and saw mrs Benker parading the grass shortly franklin arrived walking slowly and mrs Benker saluted him end of chapter thirteen read by celine major